Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. A little later on, a little earlier on, rather, we covered uh, Premier Doug Ford's uh, news conference today as uh, Minister Education Minister Stephen Lecce was with him. And uh, obviously, with uh, the school year fast approaching, uh, everyone uh, concerned and, and wanting to know the latest information on uh, the kids and back to school. Let's bring in Andy Kidder, Executive Director of People for Education. She is with us now. Andy, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well. I I am. I've had a holiday. So, <laughs> Good you know, for you. Kind of a miracle. In an educational <laughs> mess. What? So so you, you you've had a few days of anything other than COVID nineteen, which is good. Yes. Exactly. We all need that to recharge, that's for sure. All right, uh, fast forward to, you know, here we are just a couple of weeks out from the uh, the start of school. We're getting closer. Slowly more and more information is coming out. Are you convinced that the T's will be crossed and the I's dotted by the time we get there? <laughs> I know you love having this conversation oh, with me, Annie. Oh, my God. Um, no, I no, I am not convinced. I'm I'm not I'm not seeing the, those crossings and and dottings right now. Um, it still feels uh, as if um, there is quite a lot of confusion, uh, quite uh, a lot of changing of minds, um, and you know you can and it's understandable why people feel then concerned about what what back to school is going to look like. Uh, 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 yeah, where do we go from here? Uh, are you concerned? Like, you know, I think what amazes me about this, Annie, and we've talked about this before, is, you know, uh, everybody's worked together on this, and we've all, you know, and there's been questions and debate about what we do, what we don't do. Uh, but this issue has turned into a this side or that side. And and how does that happen? Like, why, why with everything else, we've sort of rode in the same direction, but for this, uh, in regard to education and back to school, it seems like it's this side or that side. I, you know, at the end of the day, are we not all on the same team uh, trying to row in the same direction? Well, I think that's a re- I think that's a it's a great way of thinking of it, actually, because you're right. Like, so at the beginning of this, this the, the crisis of covid, uh, we did all go. We're all on the same team. There was a lot of praise for, you know, the, the government, whether whatever the provincial government here, whatever your political feelings had been. And there definitely was we've got we've got a health crisis. We've got to address it. And everybody is going to work together to do that. And I think that we saw that from this provincial government, other ones and the federal government in terms of the health crisis and the economic crisis. Um, okay, something's got to be done. We've got to, you know, pull everybody together. We've got to spend a lot of money uh, to try and, you know, fix things in long-term care, make sure hospitals have what they need, uh, do the economic stuff in terms of, um, you know, wage subsidies, things like that. What's been surprising, and to your point about then what, how do we end up in this kind of state of polarization, is that we didn't do the th- same thing with education. So we didn't, in April, go... Um, okay, we all need to come together. We need a task force. We need to figure out how we're going to deal with this and, and how much money we need to do it. Um, and so what we've been left with is a kind of cobbling together and a lack of willingness to spend money, which to me, and that's true, this government, just the same as all the other governments in Canada, um, because everybody's in the, in the same boat here. Um, there was just a big letter that went from all the, you know, 150 doctors in Quebec to the Quebec government going, your back to school plan is, you know, not good, not safe, does not follow medical guidelines. So 
somehow we didn't have that same kind of sort of war cabinet mentality about education that we did. But about let me ask you this, Yanni, have we ever had that? Oh. Like, again, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter <laughs> who the government of the day is. We always have this problem you know again so here are people well why didn't we do this in april we haven't had enough time to do this we haven't had enough time to do that we ha- my god we're in the middle of a pandemic we're trying to turn on a dime here yeah and and and, and it, it appears that all they do is complain and, and you know again and, and you know my feelings on this andy but you know the premier was was defending announcements or, or commercials that they had purchased informing yeah. people what is going on and, you know, a, a day before, and they're criticized for that, and yet everyone's complaining that nobody knows what's going on. I know, but if you listen to those commercials, they do not explain what's going on. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I think I that's because, Annie, Annie, I, I think... I think every situation's different. It, you know, it, it's like with the extra teachers. It's like with the masks. It, it's it's whatever. I mean, you know, you can't put a blanket program over all of Ontario because it's such a diverse province. And again, you know, I'm hearing clips from Alex Johnstone, the the chair of the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board, today saying, you know, my goodness, uh, we've only got two million dollars left now because. As the government has suggested, if you want to expand and have uh, uh, more teachers in the class, then just dip into the fund. And and again, here she is complaining that they've only got $2 million left in the reserve if they break a boiler, yet virtually every single government is working at a massive deficit because of this. And they're complaining that they're nipping into their to their reserve. I mean, it, it just seems that that that. They're just on a different plane. Is this all me, Annie? Well, I think that what's been interesting about this, even though, yes, there may be sides, that one side has all the parents, all the teachers, all the support staff, all the school boards who have all written letters, the directors of education, and a lot of the medical community all saying there is not enough money to ensure that class sizes are small enough, But that's why they've allowed them to go into the reserve, is it not? But even their reserves, that's not even remotely enough money to pay for. Halton just wrote them a letter going, okay, if we wanted to have sufficient teachers for our elementary school classes to be physically distanced, we would need to hire 1,200 new teachers. They don't have reserves to hire 1,200 new teachers. Nobody does. And there had to have been, and I think it should have come from the federal government. So, I mean, because the province, I mean, we have, we collectively have spent a lot of money on a lot of things, but collectively what we haven't done amazingly is spend that money in education to go, okay, we got to figure out a way so that kids are, we're, you know, setting up spaces in other places outside of schools for kids to go to school, and there have to be support staff and teachers there. And it was going to cost billions of dollars. I mean, it wasn't going to be a tiny bit of money. No, it's huge. I mean, yeah. you're talking about 1,200 teachers with Halton alone. Yeah, Hamilton, I think it, they yeah. said it was 70, $76 million to meet the, the uh, yeah, demand. Absolutely, and Toronto said it was $200 million and because those are the real numbers. So that we, we had to have had, and again, I... You, we can't just can we afford that? Is that possible? Here. Yeah. Oh, are, uh, yes. Because this is uh, this is our whole next generation we're talking about. So what we're ending up with, I think, is then parents who can afford it and who can make that choice. They are choosing not to send their kids to school. So we're going to have a bigger problem, which is that 
is that we're going to have this kind of a little bit of a break in public education where people with the, the, the wealth and the capacity are going to keep their kids home. Um, and we're going to have this big division along socioeconomic lines. Because what's worrying right now, and you're right about how there are sides, but what it has been amazing to me how vocal uh, people have been like the Ontario Principals Council. We're not talking about a radical left. What about all country. the provinces, though, across the country with every different political stripe that are basically doing the same thing? Yeah, no, but, but and, and in every single one of those provinces, people are going, hey, I'm not going to send my kids to school. So, I mean, that's why all the mm-hmm. doctors in Montreal just wrote a letter to the Quebec government. So for some reason, and then back to your original question about why is this happening in education, it's it's that somehow, as a society, I don't know, we, we can't seem to wrap our head around why it's so important that we do these things for our children. The UN called this a generational catastrophe. And so that's the UN. It's not like some, you know, again, political... I understand that, but I'm not sure that the UN has a a firm grip on the ongoing teachers' battles that have been going on for 40 years with every government of the day and and everything. Yeah. I mean, do you know, like... Any kid or any, I gotta, I gotta cut off here because we're right at the news, but I greatly appreciate it. Any kid or executive director, people for education, two. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML.